Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, my friends. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's Off the Shelf and to uh, Blake Radio, where we also air over at Blake Radio on Off the Shelf. I have been running around this morning. I had to transfer my um, my website, and I had a little glitch going on this morning. So I'm I'm running around, but I made it. You know these mornings how they go, but I just keep it moving no matter what happens. So I am here and want to thank our guests for also being here, uh, as I do with our guests who sometimes may call in late themselves or not at all. I always stay open. I always stay open. I tell people to do that because you don't know what's going on in somebody's life. You have no idea rather than to make assumptions. I always stay open and stay in love and uh, just keep it moving forward. So I thank our guests for doing that. And I thank all of our listeners. We're here on time. We're here at 11 o'clock this morning, even though I still got stuff to run around and do with my domain names uh, switching over. Got a deadline today, staring me in the face. But um want to welcome you all again to Off the Shelf, as I always do. And it is a beautiful, beautiful Saturday. What a wonderful day. So I hope that you will enjoy today's show as you tune in. For those of you who have been here with us Going on eight years, I can't believe every time I say that, that it's been almost eight years already that Off the Shelf has been on the air. I thank you to our many, many loyal listeners, and there's so many of you. And, I, again, I thank you for being here with us. For those who are tuning in for the first time, you just on the Internet and you're looking for something to tune into on a Saturday morning and you stop by Off the Shelf, I want to introduce myself to you. I'm your host. Denise Turney coming to you live from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I hope those 76ers win. They play the Boston Celtics tonight to see if they can get on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Who would have thought Philly would have took Boston to a seven-game series? So I'm rooting for the 76ers tonight, and I want to encourage you not to let another day pass before you pick up a copy of my new book. Love Pearl Over Me. Oh, you get mystery and you get you get romance and you get you get complicated friendships, particularly in a complicated relationship between a father and a son is explored in Love Pearl Over Me. At the end of this book, oh my goodness, you are you are not gonna wanna put this book down. You are gonna feel so good as you learn so much through these different characters when you read Love Pour Over Me. And you can pick up a copy of Love Pour Over Me today at online retailers everywhere, and I do mean everywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Ingram Digital, iTunes, Google Google Reader, etc. You can also start enjoying Love Pour Over Me by grabbing a copy at my website, which is being moved today, which is www.chistel.com. Again, that's C-H-I-S-T-E-L-L.com. Or you can go again, you can get get your nuke, you can get your Kindle, whatever it is, you, you, you your reader device, digital reading device, and get a copy of Love Pour Over Me. And while you're at my website, you can check out my other books, which you can get at bookstores in print or digital anywhere. And now to the moment that you have been waiting for, let us go and meet our special guests. Today's off-the-shelf feature guests are Renee, and I hope I say her last name correctly, Agredano and Jim Nelson. And Renee and Jim are a team 
of entrepreneurs. They are world travelers and writers, and they are the authors of the book Three Legs and a Spare, a canine amputation handbook. They also own Team Agretta, which you can check out by clicking over to www.agretta.com, and I'll spell it A-G-R-E-D-A, A-G-R-E-D-A.com. You can click over to their website even now as we interview them. I interviewed them here on Off the Shelf, so you can learn more about their work, what they do, and, and, and how they enjoy their debt-free lifestyle and operate their own business. You can get some tips for yourself, whether you're a writer, an editor, a publisher, or you're in another type of business, or maybe you work for an employer and you just want to earn some extra money on the side and you want to learn how they do it. You can click over again to their website, agreda.com, and learn more about their life and their business enrichment and empowering uh, uh, the website also, which is at uh, the 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 one for the three leg dogs is their other website, which is t r i p a w d s dot com. So they've got two websites: the Greta and the t r i p a w d s dot com. If you have a dog, a three leg dog, or have a friend who has one, another one of their websites is liveworkdream dot com, and that website recounts their their avid RV users, their travel experiences. You can also keep up with them. I always promote our guests a whole lot. You can also keep up with Renee's blog at www.reneagredano.rvblogs.com, and I'll spell it R-E-N-E-A-G-R-E-D-A-N-O.rvblogz.com. So click over to any one of those sites, and you can you can learn more about them even as we go through today's interview. And welcome to Off the Shelf, Renee and Jim. Hi, Denise. Thank you so much for having us. I'm so happy to have you guys here, and I'm doing the research for the uh, today's show. I'm just with all our guests. I always learn so much, and I know our listeners do, which is a reason that so many listeners come back again and again, and we continue to grow our listener. Base because of people like you, so I'm I'm excited to learn what you guys share. Particularly again, as I was doing the research for the interview, I had as I was getting a question together. I'm like, man, I really wonder what they will share. Now, to for off the shelf listeners, one thing that I wanted to start with was the value of networking, whether you network online or offline. And I know generally when people think about networking, they think about the 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 importance, the reward, the benefits of it. It's either they're trying to sell something or they're out of work and they're networking to get get a job. But there are so many benefits from networking, which is how I met Renee. Renee and my paths crossed actually on LinkedIn. And so I, I just encourage you, that's all the more reason to go out and network. I've landed interviews. I cannot tell you how many people I've met myself. Uh, just do networking. You know, you get out on these social media networks or in person, and you actually start striking up conversations with people. Now, Renee and her husband, Jim, they definitely aren't the stay-at-home type. <laughs> so they've traveled the country and and in, uncovering best solutions for personal wellness and financial freedom, which at, in this, this economy I t- truly appreciate. But I just want to go back a little step. So I want to ask you, before you hit the road, you owned a marketing firm. What was the name of your marketing firm, and when did you start the company, and what what specific services did you provide to your clients? 
Um, okay, well, uh, our company was actually called Agreda Communications, and um, we uh, provided uh, graphic design and um, marketing consulting, uh, printing services. We were kind of a, a, a do-everything uh, marketing business for um, – we focused on small mom-and-pop type operations, um, generally companies with 50 or fewer employees, but um, we did have some larger accounts and we help them out with everything from retail displays to trade show graphics. Um, and, and that was, uh, we started that back in 1998 out of our, our home in Eureka, California. Wow. Oh, my goodness. You, so when you, were, when you were young, did you, before, second question, have you ever worked for another employer, and was it always your dream to own your own business? And I can I can't hear him very well. Oh really? Oh, um, we're on we're on two separate phones. Maybe he should speak up a little. Yeah, maybe. I was a marketing manager for in the uh, computer industry during his heyday. During the dot com boom, I was uh, marketing. I still if, ask him if he can put the phone right up to his mouth. I don't know why, but I still um, am having a heart. Okay, here I'll try again. So I was a marketing manager for a hardware and software company in the dot-com boom days. Uh, prior to us leaving and going off on our own, I was you know, commuting a couple hours a day and working endless hours and working on weekends, and, and it was just a dream to do something for myself rather than somebody else. And at that time, we um, I, I met Renee, and, and we got married and decided to move and start a business at the same time. So it was kind of trial by fire, but we made a go of it and took the experience we had from our corporate lives and uh, started our own shop. Wow. Now, did, did, did I – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, Denise, that as for me, you know, I, I don't come from an entrepreneurial kind of family. Um, so that that type of um, arrangement was never something that I saw myself doing um, at a young age. Um, Jim Jim comes from a family with a lot of entrepreneurs, but um, as for me, I, I don't. And so it never really occurred to me that starting a business is the one thing that would make me the happiest in life. Wow. Now, you offered so many marketing services do you have a marketing background? And if not, what what attracted you to that particular field? Well, I I do have a marketing background. Renee worked for a um, a, a very well known design firm, so she has a business development and communications background. But I have so many trade shows under my belt that I was just getting really sick of that. And I have a graphic design background, so I was always helping clients on the side and um, in my job I was kind of getting the message across whatever it was if whatever widget people were selling I had some sort of you know desire to you know inform people about you know features and benefits so I, I did have a marketing background there wow you know what I, it's interesting I hear some people who started a business either there's the two common things I hear. They either saw a gap somewhere with a job they were doing, and they and they saw a way to fill that gap, or they they were they found themselves even in their own job 
doing something a little extra where you said people would ask you things and you would you would uh, provide services for them that may not particularly have been a part of your job basic job description, and then they just the light went off and they said, you know what, I can start my own company and do what I'm doing right now, and 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 you know increase my revenues. The next question I wanted to ask you was, why did you decide? Okay, you've given us your marketing background, you you worked at trade shows, you started your own marketing firm. Why did you decide to exit your marketing business, buy an RV, and travel the country? You do, you are the second couple, and only the second. I was When I was working at Merrill Lynch, there was a guy there who delivered a presentation to us, and he said he worked at a major, major company out of Cincinnati, Ohio, for several years, and he was making very decent a salary, but he just up one day and decided he didn't want to do it anymore. And he and his family got on like a, a boat, not a regular size boat, a, a big boat, and they just traveled the world on this boat for five years. I said, "Oh my God, that is cool." Who, who does that? Who just gets up? He and he then he came back and he you know went back to work this time for himself. I thought, wow. He said, "Yeah, I was making good money. I was working for a major, major firm." He had a senior level title, and he just up one day and came home, talked to his wife, and then they they had a child too, and they just traveled the world. So you put me in mind of them. What made you decide to just leave the marketing business, buy an RV, and say, you know what, let's hit the road? Well, you know, I I think it, it was a it was a long time coming. Um, one day, I, both of us just kind of seemed to wake up at the same time and realize that. Ten years had flown by, and we had no idea where they went. We were so busy working long days. I mean, we loved being self-employed. We loved our business, but uh, you know, there were there were a lot of hours involved. It was nonstop, um, you know, seven day a week kind of thing. And all of the all of the things that we had talked about doing, we hadn't done in those ten years because we were so busy growing our business. And then uh, one day, our dog started limping. And, you know, our, our dog is, he was kind of the center of our universe, and, and we don't have kids, and we had our business and our dog, and, and we used to joke that, that our dog Jerry was our, our chief fun officer, our CFO. <laughs> and, yeah, and uh, and one day he started limping, and we took him to the vet, and, and the vet couldn't figure it out. And this, this went on for, for several months. Until finally we took him to another vet and they gave us the bad news that he had a form of terminal bone cancer. Oh. And yeah, and it was, you know, we we were so naive back then. We didn't even know that dogs got cancer. And it, it all came as a, a big shock to us. And, and when the vet told us that, well, the best way to help your dog get out of pain is to take the leg off um, or euthanize him, those were pretty much our two options. Um, wow. We said, yeah, it was it was really it was really devastating. Um, so amputate or or euthanize were our options, and then even beyond that, they would only give us a prognosis of anywhere from four to six months for him to live, um, despite wow. that kind of treatment. Yeah, and so it, you know, as if that wasn't hard enough, it was it was like, whoa, this this is all the time we're going to have left with with Jerry. What are we doing here? Why why are we working so hard and we're not even enjoying life together like, like we thought we would be? So um, 
we had we had Jerry's leg amputated, and at that point we decided that all of this talk about traveling and doing what we wanted to do, we were gonna we were gonna put it into action. So we had dusted off an old um, business prospectus that we had started uh, about a year before, and Jim uh, put put his polish on that and. We put the business up for sale, um, put the house up for sale, and then and then that began our our search to uh, to get our life together and, and get on the road. Oh my goodness! Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah. Uh, when I was researching for the interview, I was like, they, they are fascinating. You know how many people? I mean, you that, that is rare. You're in a small percentage of folks that just say, you know what? Like I was telling you about the other guy. Said he had a big title. He was making big money, working for a big company. He couldn't. He just reached a point where he couldn't do it anymore. And it's amazing how a lot of people will just push themselves and force themselves to keep doing it because you feel safe with that regular income. And then people like you, they just pull the plug and say, you know what, I'm going to go out here and do what I want to do. Do you ever see? For me, this is like for our listeners here at Off the Shelf who might have said. You know what? They might have gotten laid off, and they said, "I'm going to launch my own business." Uh, you know, enough of this. Did you have there ever were there ever times early on when you maybe the money wasn't coming in the way you had hoped, and you thought, "Ooh, did we make a mistake?" Did you ever think about turning back? Oh, sure. There was it was a big scary leap, um, and there was plenty of times when we wondered what we were going to do but we we were smart we we planned for a year off so we actually budgeted for a year on the road and so when those scary times you know uh, you know kept creeping up our back we we'd remember our plan and we'd stick to it and we had a budget for a year on the road and after um Jerry ended up living 2 years so we kept traveling because we wanted Go to Jerry. enjoy this time with Jerry <laughs> Yeah, okay. they gave him, you know, maybe six months, but um, after a year on the road, we decided let's keep going. Um, our original plan was to, you know, travel for a year, and when Jerry left us, we would either buy a new business or settle down and start a new business or, God forbid, get jobs. Um, but after a year on the road and, and Jerry was still alive, we kept going, and after two years, after we lost Jerry, we realized we loved the lifestyle and working online with our you know satellite internet and our mobile headquarters here, we realized we don't need to, quote-unquote, settle down. I, I laugh when people say, when are you going to settle down? And we have settled into our routine. It's just different. And you mentioned um, a complacency that is killing people. People think they're just fine and they have these jobs and people say, hey, how you doing? And they say, oh, I'm fine. And and they just live this day-to-day life and they get up and they go to work and they pay the bills and they get more debt because they collect more stuff and then they get up again in the morning and they repeat it. And more and more people are realizing that it's not necessary. You got to enjoy life to the fullest and and that's what we did you know and i and i'm I'm glad you brought that point up uh jim but it it sounds easier said it's easier said than done you know again you got your finances together and i'm thinking about the writer michael bazin who now has a popular national television and radio show he he drove a train for uh chicago and and he said he just reached a point one day where he just told the lord i cannot do this anymore he got his finances together wrote a book he became a bestseller 
and the rest is history for him. But that doesn't happen for everybody. Some people strike out on their own, and it's just a struggle, a struggle, a struggle, a struggle, a struggle, which which later in the, in the show I, I want you to address. What do you say to those people? What do you say to those people who do do what you and Renee did, and it just doesn't work out? I mean, what do you say then? Uh, when the when the scary times just keep getting scarier, and it's like a hole in the bottom of the boat, it just it doesn't work out for everybody. Which is why I find the two of you amazing. It just it's, it, what happened for the both of you doesn't happen for everybody. I find it amazing your story, absolutely amazing. And I wanted to ask you: Did you encounter resistance from your family and friends, or did you guys just? Leave and then tell them after you were on the road. Hey, we're out of here. But or did you tell them before and then you encountered resistance? And they're like, "Wait a minute, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? You can't do that." Did you encounter resistance from your family and friends? And if so, how did you face <laughs> the resistance? Well, I, I think I can answer that one, uh, Denise. I, as I mentioned before, I I come from a family who believes in having a steady job and and living a, a pretty. Um, you know, normal, quote-unquote, life. So when Jim and I made the switch to start a business back in 1998, we walked away from really good jobs in the Silicon Valley. And we were still pretty young, you know, barely 30, and, and my uh, family thought we were crazy. They just thought we were nuts. You're leaving San Francisco to go live in the woods, and what? You're going to start a business? You're insane. So, you know, they were all – my family's already kind of used to us um, doing – wacky sort of things as they would call it um and when we when we decided to to hit the road um we kept it a secret for a long time from people um a because we were selling the business and we didn't want anybody to know at that point um eureka california is a pretty small town and we were marketing okay. the business outside of the area so so we tried to keep that under wraps for a long time okay. Um, gradually, people found out that we uh, we were up to something when they saw us driving around in a, a big um, four-wheel drive truck, <laughs> because <laughs> up until then, I was the type of person that rode my bicycle everywhere and was, oh, okay. you know, wouldn't, wouldn't ever be caught in a truck like that. But we bought the truck to pull our fifth-wheel trailer with, um, mm-hmm. and we still hadn't gotten the trailer yet. But when people saw that truck, they knew that we were up to something. Um, when we told our family our plans, uh, we were met with a little bit of resistance. They thought we were nuts, especially because our dog was the, the primary motivator in, in us making this big life switch. Um, they they didn't really get it, um, and and a lot of people don't. I mean, I mean, you know, when you tell people that you're doing this for your dog, um, they they do think you're a little crazy, and we're okay with that. Um, but it's funny because when we told our our friends who had businesses, our self-employed friends, they really didn't think it was that crazy. They, they pretty much supported us um, when, when we told them why we were doing this and, and how we just wanted to take a little, a little sabbatical. So, you know, it, it just we got different reactions from different people. Okay, okay. You guys obviously had, you were clear about your decision because one thing I find with myself and others that I've observed, when you're not clear with your decision and you meet that resistance, it's, you get conflicted and you can turn back. The fact that you were successful tells me that you, you were clear about your decision, which is good. Can you tell us about 
your business par- partnership with a global wellness company? Do they sponsor your road trips? And if so, what type of services do you offer them in return? Um, sponsorship, no. What that is, it's the company is Malaluka, and they've been around 26 years. And what we do with them is primarily product education and and consumer referrals. So we seek customers and educate them about the company's products and introduce them to a smarter way to shop. And by doing so, we simply um, help people set up their shopping accounts, and from there on, those people shop directly with Malaluka. So with business works great for us in an RV because we don't stock any inventory. We don't ship anything. We don't deal with returns. We don't deal with customers at all. We just educate people about the products and introduce them to the store. And it's, by all means, it's not for everybody, but it is a great way to shop, and it is a proven revenue-sharing business model that allows people to earn commissions every time those people shop. So when we set up someone's shopping account, they shop directly at Melaleuca for more than you know 400 consumable products and health and wellness vitamins and supplements and all sorts of things people are already buying at the big box stores. And every time they shop, we earn a commission. So we're building our team of remote marketing executives so that they can do the same thing. But what it comes down to is diversification. So that's, by all means, not the one thing that's keeping us on the road. We have the Tripods website, and we have the the um, Meluca business, and Re- Renee's a writer, and I'm a graphic designer. So um, what keeps us on the road is our plan, and it's diversified income from multiple revenue streams. You know what? I've heard, I heard somebody say this the other day, and I believe it. And I started hearing this several years ago from some of my writer friends. The multiple streams of income, they say all multimillionaires, billionaires, they don't get all their money from one source. It's a multitude of sources. And when you think about even companies that are successful, they have different departments and divisions. And same thing for individuals. If you put, if you rely on just one source stream for your income, when that starts drying up or slowing down, you'll be hurting. So that's that's smart that you you guys do that. I can tell that the wheels just turn so well in both of your heads. Have you always been debt free? This is something I definitely want always. to talk about on off the shelf. And if not, both both of you. And if not, how did you become debt free? And how do you how do you stay debt free? You know, you were in marketing. People, you turn on the radio. It used to be years ago, you could click onto the internet and not see an ad all over the place. Now you can't go, you can't look at a video or anything, and there's an ad, there's an ad, there's an ad. You you can't click on the Internet and not see it. You, you definitely can't watch TV and not see ads. You can't listen to the radio and not hear ads. How, if if, if you've always been debt-free, how do you stay that I, way? You know, it, we have not always been debt-free um, in our previous life. When we started our business, we took on an, an SBA loan, and uh at any given time, we were about oh about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in debt, um, not counting our house. So I, I couldn't sleep at night back then. It was it was terrifying to me to owe so much money, which you know to a lot of businesses that's nothing. But um, mm-hmm. I, I it made me very uncomfortable. But I just accepted that as as being a part of life, and. We never we never lived a really extravagant lifestyle by any means. I mean, we loved going out to eat and 
and all taking trips and things. But um, you know, we never we never went all out. Um, when we decided to start traveling in our RV, um, we did have a loan for the the rig, the, the trailer and the truck. Um, and I, I knew that we would pay that off. And, and the funny part is we could have paid it off right then. We could have. I was too scared to let go of, of that money in our savings account and, and pay it off and live without this, this bill. And it, it wasn't until we met a family on the road. It was a family of, of five kids, and they were traveling debt-free. And, and, and until then, it, just, it never occurred to me that especially a family with five kids, how can you do that? Well, mm-hmm. they introduced us to um, a guy called Dave Ramsey, and he is um, the debt-free guru. He has a, a nationwide talk show and teaches people how, how to get and stay out of debt, and he has a book called Total Money Makeover. And the, uh, the family gave that book. They gave us a copy of the book, just said, here, you know, we're spreading the word. We want other people to be able to be as happy as we are. I couldn't believe it. I was I was blown away. So I, I read the book and I told Jim about it. And I said, "Look, we we need to pay off this loan. We need to not ever live beyond our means again because I I don't like not sleeping at night." So right. uh, when, once we got rid of our our bills and 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 we were able to to pay them off, um, it was amazing. It was like this big weight had been lifted, and all of a sudden I had free time to pursue the things I really want to pursue. So instead of chasing down money all the time just to pay bills, I was mm. I was doing things that made me happy. And it's like that saying, do what you love and the money will follow. It it really does. And, you know, part of, I, I want to say that, that you talked about ads and seeing ads that kind of tempt you into wanting things. And right. um, one of our big, one of our biggest secrets for staying out of debt is we don't have a TV. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we don't watch, okay. We don't watch television. I don't subscribe to um, a lot of magazines. I, you know, I read a lot oh, of okay. online. But um, I kind, you know, I just kind of keep those things out of my life and. And our our biggest secret to staying out of debt really isn't a secret. It's it's called uh, Dave Ramsey calls it acting your wage, and we live within our means. I mean, there there are lots of things that I would love to have right now. Just the other day, I was bugging Jim that I wanted a slightly bigger, newer RV. <laughs> but, uh-huh. uh, but that would mean it would mean eating into our savings account right now because we don't have the spare change to go out and buy one. And I I don't want to take on another loan. So it's it's just a matter of, of realizing what your priorities in life are and, and keeping it that way. And it's not easy because there is a lot of temptation out there. But yeah. um, oh, go ahead. I, 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 just, I just find it fascinating that when you think about how many Americans, and then when I think about the student loan debt, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. these kids coming right out of college, oh, my God. It, it just is almost normal to be in debt. It actually is mm-hmm. ab- abnormal to not be in debt, which is unfortunate because years ago it was no- it was abnormal to be in debt. I'm going way, 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 way back. But to, mm-hmm. with the credit cards and everything now, I mean, it's just it, and and the fact that you said y'all don't you don't watch television. I was sitting here thinking, I bet you that I know that's a part of why they are successful at what they do. You don't have so much other. Uh, 
influences coming in on you. You can be clear about your decisions. Mm-hmm. I just think that makes a huge difference. For our off-the-shelf listeners, and I know there's so many, they're probably, this is something that, uh, do you teach anywhere at any of your websites? And if you do, could you give the URL people steps to be debt-free? You you don't know how many people probably listening today are like, I would love to be there. Yeah, actually, um, we practice Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps, and, and we teach those simply by, you know, referring them to his book, The Totem Money Makeover. And it's it, it, Renee could actually explain it a, a little better, but it's seven steps that you take in, in you know, baby steps that you, you know, pay off your – I'm going to let Renee address <laughs> um, well, you know, you, you start by, by paying off your smallest debt first, um, and, and that's it's kind of the opposite of what most uh, financial people have been telling us for years, pay off your largest debt first, they would always say. Right. But when you, pay off, when you pay off your smallest debt first, you actually start to see progress, and you start to, to see that, wow, I, I can do this, I can get rid of these bills one by one. So um, that's, called, that's what Dave Ramsey calls a, a debt snowball. So, so that's what uh, that's what we did, and um, you know, I, I think I love that that way of uh, of dealing with with debt. Wow! Can you, uh, you and Jim, I have so many questions I want to ask you, but I want to make sure I get a lot of spotlight on your businesses. I definitely want to talk to you about your travel writing, but what you, Jim does web design? You said, uh, what other services do you offer, Jim? And where can our listeners? Uh, learn more about your services if they want to do business with you. Sure. Um, at agreda.com, that's A-G-R-E-D-A.com, that's our primary business website. And that's where um, Renee will offer writing services. I offer my, my expertise is in traditional print design and, and, and information design and communications for corporate collateral, brochures, business cards, corporate identity, and that sort of thing. So that would be my, my primary, you know, talent. Uh, when it comes to websites, um, I wouldn't necessarily call it web design. It's more um, making a website work and, and getting you the information to your clients on your website. So my specialty there is, in you know, the actual term is WordPress multi-site network management. And what that means is, like the Tripods community, it's not just a website. It's a network of blogs and discussion forums. And it's really um, what I do with tripods and RV blogs and things like that and for other organizations that would want to reach out and build a community is to actually create an infrastructure that allows them to network people together. Um, In addition to that, Renee does jewelry design and then she actually does handcrafted metal stamping jewelry. Um, And we help people with free business coaching by introducing them to the Meluca business model and, and help wow. people build their own product marketing businesses. Wow. And that's it for our off-the-shelf listeners, agreda.com, A-G-R-E-D-A.com. I just so encourage you to go over there and visit uh, Renee and Jim. Uh, you can hear her. They are fascinating people. Again, that's agreda.com, A-G-R-E-D-A. And the good thing about uh, Renee and Jim, our, our featured guests here on Off the Shelf today, is that they aren't—you know—they aren't just talking about it. They didn't just read this 
in a book like they they mentioned the debt free book that they they read and learned how to be debt free after they met the family with five children, but they aren't just repeating something they read in a book and or something they heard at a seminar or that they heard on television or internet and it and it resonated with them. They are actually living this, so they are proof that what they what they share actually works. They're actually living it. So I think that that is that is amazing. Um, I wanted to ask you. Uh, before I talk about the Live, Work, Dream website, is it easier or more challenging living out of an RV versus a home? How, how is it? How is it different? I see people with these RVs, and I know a lot of RVs. They they they're so. Some of them are gorgeous. How how different or more challenging or easy is it living out of an RV? Find a place to stay for the night. How how easier, more challenging is it than living out of a home? Oh gosh, um, you know it's 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 a trade off. It's it's always a trade off. There's always good and bad things about every type of lifestyle. Um, just yesterday, we were at the grocery store and um, we spent what did we spend? And we spent about it was about one hundred and thirty dollars for about ten days worth of food. And I said, you know, in a house, we would easily spend two hundred dollars. Okay, Ooh. just because just because you can, right? Because it's it's the refrigerator is bigger, you have more yeah. shelf space, everything. And because our refrigerator is so much smaller in, in the RV, um, I can't fit that much in there. So I shop a lot more carefully. And I, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I don't go overboard. Um, so, so there's a lot of, a, a lot of cost savings um, involved. I don't have um, the type of utility bills that, that you do when you're in a house. Um, but on the other hand, you know, this, the space is a lot smaller. I mean, our, our rig is by no means large. We have a, a 24 foot, uh, fifth wheel trailer. So it's, it's not big. We have a table, we have a couch and, and basically three places to sit <laughs> and work. Um, and, but you know, it, it works for us. Um, our, our biggest expense is, is fuel. Um, but when I, when I look and I see what we spend on fuel, I think what we spend is about what the average person commuting to work every day spends. Um, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I calculated it out last year, and I said, you know, I think I think this is what you would spend if you were driving, you know, 20 miles each way to work. Uh, we just we tend to spend fuel at, at different times of the year. We're not constantly moving. Um, our first year when, when we hit the road with Jerry, we were constantly moving because we wanted to see as much as we could with him. Um, so we had a, a very big uh, rent bill, which uh, rent, I consider RV parks and, and places to stay. Um, and our fuel bill was rather large. But, but now um, we, we, we still move around a lot, but not nearly as much. So like right I'm now the... we just – go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, finish. <laughs> Oh, I was I was just going to say that right now we landed in a spot. We're we're in a place called Lake City, Colorado, and and we are going to be here um, through the end of summer. And we're working at a at a dude ranch, so um, we will be saving a ton on fuel because we're not going to be driving anywhere except the two miles to town. If if we even drive that, I'll probably ride my bike. Um, and you know we're we're going to save some money here. We're not paying utilities. We get our rent um, free in exchange for for working here. 
Um, so, so we do save a lot of money that way. You guys are fascinating. Oh my god, you fascinating. <laughs> you can tell me. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, my father uh, transitioned last year, but if he was talking to you, he would be flipping. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Uh, you know, I, I gotta tell. You. I'll tell you, Denise. So there's there's a lot more people doing this than than you would think. Um, we were really surprised to meet other people our age um, doing this. I mean, we're uh, I'm I'm 42 and Jim's 45, and, and when we started, that was five years ago. So you know, we were younger. Um, but there are a lot more people living this lifestyle than most people think, and and they're not all retired. Oh my God! How much is it to when you get your RV? To and how how hard is it to find a place to park the RV? And how much does it cost to stay somewhere overnight? If you had to boy, stay somewhere you know, overnight, boy, it's a it's a huge that is a huge question because um, in our early days before we knew any better, we were staying at RV parks that would cost oh thirty five dollars a night, which sounds cheap compared to a hotel. But mm-hmm. now, now that we're more uh, experienced at this, thirty-five dollars is wow. That's our top end. That is really wow. expensive. Oh my and, goodness! <laughs> and the reason oh that that I, I figured that out was because through the years we've learned how to how to save money on places to stay. Um, we belong to a group called Passport America, which gives you fifty um, percent off um, certain campgrounds. Their their membership campgrounds throughout the U.S. Um, so when we do need to, to hook up, we um, will look for those parks, and generally that'll cost. It could be anywhere from ten bucks a night to eighteen a night with that membership. Wow! Um, and and that's got... still and still that's my my lowest. Uh, if I can find a, a free place to stay, I'll pick that over paying for a place. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, you guys, I. I know to you, you're like, wow, why does she keep saying wow? I, it just is amazing to me. Just, I, I just got to tell you, oh, my goodness. And you guys are making this work. To you guys, it's probably nothing, but I think it's just phenomenal. You, I'm thinking about a family I, I saw, I forget whether it was on television or the Internet. They 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 lived in New York City, and they were hustling, and they were making money, but they they said they just like in a rat race, like you're constantly trying to run just fast as you can just to keep up. And they decided they didn't want to do that no more. They bought a house. I don't. It was just a couple of hundred square feet. I mean, like really tiny. And the one part, one side of the building, their they that was where they worked out of. And the other side, they lived, and they had a son. And I mean, if you everything, you wouldn't think the house was like the size of one room. You wouldn't think that they could have company, and they made it work. They had a lot of stuff that you could fold up and down, and they said they were just happier that way because, again, they got rid of that. They lived debt-free just like um, you you guys do. Now, Steve Jobs said this, and this is posted at your LiveWorkDream.com website. Your time is limited, so don't waste living someone else's life. And this is what I was going back to earlier when I was asking you if you met resistance. Most of us receive some type of career education guidance from our parents uh, or, or people close around us, adults. And we've been conditioned by school systems as well that said, uh, uh, this is the way you ought to go. You ought to graduate from high school, go to college, get a job, work for somebody else, and then work until you are 62 or 65, retire and start collecting your Social Security. End of story. 
And that's what many of us do, mm-hmm. which is why I find you guys fascinating. Do you think it's possible to live your own life? And I don't think it is, to be honest. But do you think it's possible to live your own life 100%, 100% on your terms after we become adults? We've been conditioned. We've all been programmed as kids. Do you think that's possible? It is possible, but it takes um, it takes a passion to do it. You, you really have to to want it. And and you explained something um, that that hits home with me because my father worked that job and he worked that job all his life and got his gold watch and he had this favorite saying, um, pardon my language, screw the golden years because they weren't very golden for him. And I watched mm. him. You know, you know, I didn't spend much time with him all growing up because he was always off at his job and working his job and he worked for the man and when he retired um it wasn't his his years weren't very golden after that and and i saw that happen and i saw you know a, a brother of mine became a dentist and another brother started his own construction firm and another sister um is running a solar power company and another wow. one became an architect so there all of us kind of fell into these entrepreneurial roles after seeing our father, you know, slave away and then not get the gold watch at the end. So that's kind of the complacency that I was talking about earlier, that we all think we're doing what we've been indoctrinated to do, but it takes an eye-opening experience. For us, it was a dog getting cancer. Um, For other people, it's a death in a family, or like you mentioned, other people, it's getting laid off. But it takes some sort of epiphany that puts that fire in your belly to make it work for yourself. And and a realization that, you know, you can't do it for other people. You know, in the old days, we would um, look for a magic carpet or rub a genie lamp to get, you know, what we want out of life. But now... It's all on our shoulders, and some people, unfortunately, the majority of people believe, okay, I go to college, I get in debt, and I go to work to pay off that debt, and they get on that wheel, and they just keep running up debt because they have a big house, and they have a car payment, and then they have to get a better lawnmower than the neighbor, and then they have to have a bigger TV, and, and it just snowballs, and it takes some sort of epiphany to make yourself realize I need to do this for myself. No one's going to do it for me. So it is possible, but you got to do it. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm listening to you guys to you. And I think to you guys, it's just, this is just a natural progression of, of your lives. And I, there are people who, teach seminars and make millions teaching people to live their own lives the way, and you guys are doing it. I I mean, you guys could probably take so much money just teaching these. Not only are you you doing it, it's not that something you just read in a book and you are living, you're walking the talk. You are actually walking it out. Now, you continue to provide marketing tips through your, your current business. And one tip you provide is how to make products go viral, which is something I'm sure all of our listeners are, like, eager to learn more about. Can you share one to two steps business owners can take to take their products viral and then offer, let us know some of the services, specific services you offer and where our listeners can get them, where you help people, we'll give them more tips on how they can take their products viral. 
Sure, and I think the the most important thing, first of all, is to find your niche. And that means, you know, for us, it happens to be three-legged dogs, and you can't find a much narrower niche than that. But whatever it is, whatever widget you're going to sell, you have to you have to be that product. You have to own it. You have to just, you know, find whatever specialty you have. And then when it comes to making it go viral, it's all about people these days. It's all about relationship marketing. It's all about getting on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and communicating with these people. In the old days, you put up a website and it was a brochure. And people would come to your website and see what you offered. But now it's about engagement. So when you have a blog and people comment on it, you need to comment back. You need to develop a list of email addresses. And you need to communicate with your your members and your and your customers. So it's about reaching out with your product, but more importantly, getting other people to do the same. And that's what we mean by going viral. You want them to tell two friends and you want those people to tell two friends and so on and so on. And there's, you know, there's technical ways to do this. Um, one way that I wrote about on the website is a, a tool that we offer where you can um, access hidden content by sharing it. So we had, um, like for instance, our product. We, we have a product, we have an ebook. And it's about all the tips that we've learned for making an income and staying out of debt. And by simply, you know, we make it very affordable so people can access a coupon code by sharing it to their social networks. So just by clicking a button, our link gets sent out to all of your friends or your LinkedIn connections. And by doing that, you're able to access a coupon code or immediately download a free sample chapter. So that just kind of gets the word out there beyond your capabilities. So I don't have to reach 10,000 people. I just need to reach you know, 100 people and let them spread the word for me. You, oh my goodness. Because <laughs> for some reason you're just blowing me away. Oh my God, you just... I can see the business inside in you, but yet you guys have these free spirits. You, you, it, it, it is really rare to meet somebody with that much business savvy and knowledge, and who's living the lives you live. I, I, I gotta tell you, I'm just you guys are blowing me away here. Now, Renee, you're a freelance writer. I wanted to ask, do you write uh, travel articles for clients? Being that you and Jim travel frequently, can you tell us some of the writing services? that you offer and where our off-the-shelf listeners can get some of those services. And believe it or not, we only have nine minutes left. But can you tell us a little bit about the type of articles you write and services you provide to clients, paying clients, and where some of our off-the-shelf listeners can learn more about your services? Oh, sure, Denise. I, I can't believe the time has just flown by. Oh, my gosh. When you said the show is going to be an hour, I thought, whoa, what are we going to talk about for an hour? Great. Um <laughs> I <laughs> yes, I do. I I am a writer, and uh, I I write about what I know best. And the two areas that I know most about uh, are are traveling, um, living, uh, traveling and living debt free while doing so, and um, uh, canine health. So I, I do write a lot about uh, dog health and, and dog issues. Um, and uh, I I have uh, my website Earl has actually changed. It's now just reneeagradano dot com. Um, okay. Jim set up a, a new website for me not too long ago. But um, I do I do lots of writing about different places that we've been to. I've 
I found um, most of my clients through the web and by, by meeting great people like you online. Um, I also uh, I do uh, corporate communications writing. So if somebody has a, um, a product brochure or, or data sheet or any other type of marketing collateral that they need editorial help with, um, I'm there to, to help with that. And, and Jim and I usually partner up on those projects where he will do the, the design and layout and I'll, I'll take care of the editorial part for that. Um, and, and again, I, I can be found at, at reneagredano.com. Okay, so that's R-E-N-E-A-G-R-E-D-A-N-O.com for our off-the-shelf listeners. Now, is your blog also here, and do you generate income off your blog? Um, As far as that that blog, no, I do not. Um, I I basically use that as as just a a showpiece for for what I've done uh, with my work. Um, the majority of our of any revenues that we uh, receive are, are off of uh, tripods and uh, live work dream. Okay, and when and why did you both sit down and did you both contribute to writing Three Legs and a Spare Canine Amputation Handbook? Did you both contribute to the book, and when and why did you decide to write this book? We did. You know, that, that well, actually, we like to say that that was a, a, a community effort. Um, the book was written uh, because we have so much information about canine amputation and bone cancer and treatment uh, on our website. There's just so much there that the book was written as a way to help people um, save time. So it's basically uh, a compilation of, of the best of what's on our website, um, which includes material that we've written on our Tripods blogs, we have uh, five different blogs for Tripods. So we have the main uh, the main blog, which covers general news um, about canine health and things like that. And then we have other more um, specific topic blogs, such as uh, nutrition um, and gear, helpful helpful gear for um, three-legged dogs and and handicap handicap pets. Um, and the book, the book was written by Jim and I, and, and we both wrote some original content for it and also um, sifted through a lot of the great um, blog posts that other people have written on their own Tripods blogs. We've, uh, we've collected um, videos that we've done and that other people have contributed to the community. And we put them all in this ebook as a way to help people save time because a lot of times when people come to us, they're really frantic and looking for answers. And so, so the ebook is there if they want it. Um, and if they can't um, or, or don't want to buy it, um, that's fine too. The information is still there on the website. You just um, kind of have to sift through it a little bit to find it. Um, we have a lot of free free material on our website too that that people can can access. But uh, Jim and I both wrote it, and that was fun. It, it took us it took us a long time. It took us close to about eight months to get it all together. Right now, we're currently going through a, a new um, revision. So we'll have, oh, after okay. three years, um, we, yeah, we figured uh, three years later it's about time we um, add some new material to it. So that's what we're uh, currently doing, and that should be out um, hopefully by the end of summer. Okay. Two two quick questions. Number one, are there sure. shelters where people can go and adopt three-legged dogs? you know of any shelters? Um, not, not specific shelters. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, you can go to PetFinder.com, and if you search for special needs dogs, um, three-legged dogs will come up on there, but we we think it's kind of kind of funny though because three-legged dogs really aren't all that special needs. Um, they they're not you know they're not as special needs as say a blind dog or 
um, you know, a dog with a, a chronic illness, um, most three-legged dogs just, once they, they heal up from the surgery, they do just fine. Um, so if, uh, if people want to specifically look for a three-legged dog, we do have a rescue forum on our website where we list um, three-legged dogs that are available for adoption throughout the country. Okay. And how can our listeners get a copy of Three Legs and a Spare, a canine amputation handbook? How can uh, they get a copy? downloads.tripods.com. Okay. Downloads.tripods.com. Okay. If, if people just go to tripods.com, they, they can find their way there. Um, and that's T-R-I-P-A-W, like the paw, tripods.com. We, we created that word to kind of empower what we heard people referring to tripod dogs because they have three legs. Okay. Do you guys are you guys open to speaking publicly at events or organizations wanting to contact you to come speak, whether it was about a business topic or the three legged dogs? If you're open to that, how would how would listeners contact you to schedule you um for speaking engagement? Yes, as a matter of fact, we will be speaking um, next winter, next fall, in Virginia at the Greyhounds Rock Conference, and that's going to be a canine cancer conference. And there's information about that at agreda.com, and people can click the contact button there to um, reach out to us um, for for speaking engagements. Listeners may want to know that... um, PBS actually followed us around during our first year in our travels with Jerry for a little while, and we were featured in the nature documentary Why We Love Cats and Dogs. And that um, kind of oh, that's why this group, uh, Greyhounds Rock, that's how they found out about us, and they wanted us to share our story in more detail. Wow! Oh my gosh! I, I'm gonna walk away from here like with a wow. It's going. <laughs> You are you are two people like the guy Matt who picked up and his family and got on the boat for five years. My mouth swung open when he told me that story, and I'll be I'll never forget you guys. I tell you, I will just I, I, just you have really blown me away. Um, can you tell us about some of the social media networks you're on and how people can find you uh, on social media networks? Oh, sure. If they go to agreda.com, they'll see all sorts of social networking buttons. So we're on facebook.com slash liveworkdream. Um, we are at Twitter. We are at liveworkdream. Um, Renee Agredano and Jim Nelson are both on LinkedIn. And we also have a Facebook page for canine imputation at uh, facebook.com slash tripods. Okay. And YouTube, um, we have we have two channels on YouTube which have hundreds of videos, both from our travels and about three-legged dogs. And what are those? What are the channel titles for YouTube? How would people? So again, that look? would that would be um, actually the the YouTube channel is Jerry G Dog D A W G, um, and the travel channel on YouTube is Live Work Dream. And the best way to reach those would be either through the um, the Tripods website or the Live Work Dream website because those are a little easier to remember. Okay, okay. We we are coming down, folks. Just seconds left. This show went by so fast, and I learned so much from all of the guests we've had. You know, I sometimes feel like as a host, I'm the most fortunate one. And then we have people who tune into the shows and tell me they absolutely love the shows. This show was different uh, for us. We we generally have 
book authors and people who are in the grind and hustling and trying to keep up with the bills and whatnot. And then we today were just so fortunate, and I thank the good Lord to bring uh, Renee and Jim to you, who I've met Renee actually on LinkedIn, and I'm so glad that they accepted the invitation. Uh, To all of our listeners, I mean, they they have just left us all with so much to think about for those who maybe feel like they're buried under a pile of debt uh, Jim and Renee have made it clear that there is a way to get out from under that and, and truly live a life that you will just love and celebrate. And you see all the different business uh, ventures they oh, t- they've taken on. They, they're not just talking about it; they're doing it. I, you can just talking to them, you hear their business. They're strong, business savvy, and then they're they're doing. They're living the lives they want to live. Uh, who wouldn't want to be in their shoes? So I, I thank them for being here with us today on Off the Shelf to show us in this time of with so many coming right out of college and in thousands of dollars in debt, that that doesn't have to happen. And you can still go on and live a rewarding life, a happy life, and a, have a successful business as well. So kudos to them, and I thank them for being those examples out there in the world. We need more of them, so I thank them. Uh, please go and support them. They're, they're at agreda.com, uh, uh, A-G-R-E-D-A.com, and you can also find them at, and I'm trying to find my, liveworkdream.com. And from the liveworkdream.com, they have hundreds of YouTube videos. You can go learn more about that. You can learn more about their business ventures at agreda.com, and I encourage you to go over there and check them out, folks who are actually walking the talk. Thank you, Jim and Renee, for being here with us. Oh, what a joy, what a joy, what a joy. I will never, ever, ever forget this interview. So I thank you thank both. Thank you, Denise. And, and glad we crossed paths and that you accepted the interview. As I always say to you, our guests, remember you are so incredibly valued, so truly, truly blessed. Thank you for being here with us. Please come back next Saturday at 11 o'clock. We will bring you another phenomenal guest right here at Off the Shelf. Go out and create a fabulous day for yourself. And go support Jim and Renee at agreta.com. Bye for now. Jim and Renee, I'll shoot you an email. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.